and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, lady. I'm so excited today um, because I'm in New York City. I wish I was in New York City with you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's not closer to Australia, unfortunately. No, no. Farther away. But (laughs) it's the place I love to go. So (laughs) I look look forward to being there one day with you. Yeah. And it actually, you know, a lot of times when we've had to travel, like you've had moments, you've been traveling, we've had to record this podcast, we've been in hotel rooms, but this is a co-working conference. So I am in a co-working space. So we should have pretty good Wi-Fi. Yay. I know. It's great. This is all part of the process of us traveling and living our lifestyles and growing businesses. And it's always a juggle. And today, this is one of the things we wanted to kind of bring up. We thought, you know, we should just sort of dive into the topic of do you actually want to have a business? <laughs> because I think a lot of people, you know, and, and then I think that we have to talk about there's no shame in not wanting to be in business, but I think a lot of people have illusions about what it's like to be in business. And so today we're going to kind of dive into, you know, really deciding for yourself, is this something that you want or is it something that you don't want? Either way is okay. You're so much better off knowing where you stand one way or the other convicted so that you can actually make the choices that you need to make and do what you need to do without getting trapped in any kind of weird sort of in-between place where you think you want it, but you don't want it. And so, yeah. What do you think, Laura? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so true. I believe that not everyone is cut out to own and operate their own business. And that's not a bad thing. Um, And we just don't always know it until we are in the thick of it. So I think today is kind of, you know, being able to be honest with ourselves, do we really want to own a business because this is what it takes? And if not, then it's okay and giving ourselves permission to find our skill set and make that impact. Because the reality is that if you have skills and you want to make a big impact in the world, business entrepreneurship is just one path. It doesn't have to be the path Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong, you know, because I feel like I've heard some women really just kind of beat themselves up when they realize, gosh, I just don't know if I can do this. Like, well, that's okay. Maybe it's not your thing to do. It's just, you know, everybody's got to find their own way of working. So definitely. And I think, you know, like we've talked about before, I think we're actually going to have to shift and move to working together more. Like, you know, if we can have some amazing women operating bigger businesses that are employing people who are more capable of running certain aspects of the business, 
but not a full business, then I think that's amazing. That's where we all need to really come together because I don't think, as I've talked about in a few podcasts ago, I don't think that, that the world can sustain everybody being a solopreneur, right? We really have to come together. We really have to look at shifting and changing business in general. And so I think, you know, part of where that starts is us looking at ourselves and admitting, you know, is this what I want or is this not what I want? Would I prefer working with someone who's got a bigger mission, who wants to run the whole thing, who is that visionary and I can do my genius, I can do my lane? Or am I the visionary and I need to be that person who is, you know, like has the mission and is looking forward and doing all of the aspects and that's my lane. And I think this is the piece, there's no shame in whichever, you know, lane you want to be in, but it's about owning your gifts, being who you are and finding the right fit for you. And I think too many people are running off into business with this illusion about how easy it is and I can just make a million dollars and I can just, you know, sit on the beach. And I mean, I know we talk about this a lot in this podcast, but I run into people like this every single day, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just not, not everyone um, needs to be running a business and not everyone is willing to do what it actually takes because you have to go through the fire. Yeah. And it takes, you know, there are studies that have looked at the psychological profile of entrepreneurs and they find that we have a, a lot of us, we have a high risk tolerance. Yeah. Most of us can handle pain and risk. Um, yes. And we tend to be pretty creative people that, that often need to see our creativity in the world. Like it really frustrates us not to bring things into fruition. Um, we are often optimists. We're a bit idealist, which are, is a good thing in business. Not always great. Like your partner doesn't appreciate that. You're always like, yes, honey, but this is going to be it. <laughs> this, this time. But you need that. Like as, a, yeah. as an entrepreneur, it's not denial. Like you actually, you need to be realistic about where you are in your business and your numbers, but you really need to stay optimistic and be honest and be able to understand that there will be discomfort. And if you're risk aversive, if being uncomfortable is really difficult for you, then being an entrepreneur, it it just may not be the best fit. So that's something to kind of think about what's your personality and like what kind of, and it comes in, you don't have to be extroverted. You don't, you know, you can be introverted, the introverted entrepreneur. There's a lot of books now and what if a podcast out there about that? So, yes, and I primarily work with introverts. So, like introversion is definitely not, I would say, the criteria. You know, some of the criteria that we're looking at is, like you said, are you, are you, you know, can you handle high risk? You know, if you are a low risk sort of, I need security, stability kind of person, you cannot have a business. Like there really is no security, not really. I mean, I work with women to help them stabilize their businesses to some degree, but, you know, there's just no guarantees. There's no, the the market changes, target market changes. And so we're always looking at how can we reduce the risk, but it's still risk. And so I think, you know, if you're into that place where you really need stability, you need to make sure there's the same consistent money coming in on a daily basis, you know, all of that, then I would say probably a business is not for you. And, and so find a business that you want to work with, find a business whose mission you really will like, are passionate about, find someone who can give you the lifestyle you want. I mean, there's a lot of us, you know, like me included, 
who are building businesses that we're going to need more team members. We're going to need people who we can give the lifestyle they want. So they want the lifestyle. They, you know, want to do their lane. They want good income, but they don't have to be, you know, working for corporate and they don't have to be running a full business. So I think there's these beautiful sort of options that not everybody is looking at. So I think that's one really important criteria to look at because you just can't get away from the risk. Yeah, yes. And, you know, there have been times where I've been a bit exhausted and burnt out. And I've said to my husband, what was I thinking? You know, did I really want to do this? I really want to have my own co-working space. I should have just gone and worked at someone else's, even though they didn't exist at the time, you know, aside. (laughs) Um, But it's like, and he actually reminds me, he's like, but you really love this. Like you would be bored. Just think about it for a little bit. So I've actually reflected on why is it that I love it? When you're burnt out, you sometimes forget, but in more times of clarity, if you just think like, what do you love about it? I love that it's challenging. Mm -hmm. I love that I hold many different roles and I wear many different hats. That actually is exciting to me. It, you know, helps me feel engaged. I feel like my brain is on a crossword puzzle all the time, you know, like constantly having to play, figure it out, turn things around. So for me, I've been able to identify that makes me happy. So entrepreneurship makes sense because it's always rolling the dice, moving the pieces, and sometimes they fit beautifully. And then other times they won't go back into that order and you're like so confused. But then I just go to the next like, well, that's fascinating. Why did that happen? You know? Mm. I think that understanding yourself, asking yourself, what is it about this not just your why, because we've talked about that, but what is it about the puzzle piece and the risk and the unknown that works well for your personality? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we need to address in this particular episode. Like we need to look at like there, every single entrepreneur, all entrepreneur, like I'm a, I'm a hundred percent entrepreneur, right? I've literally had, oh, I don't know, like a year and a half in corporate and that's it in my entire career. So every other thing has been working for myself. Yeah. I can't even imagine you as anything yeah. other. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. And even me, you know, you have those doubts sometimes. So, so you know, it does not make you not an entrepreneur because you have doubts. Like you're going to have moments where you're like, this sucks. I want to quit. I should just go get a job, you know, and you have these doubts, especially with your partner and all these people in your life, I'm sure, because we all have them who are kind of like, oh, maybe you should just get a job. You know, we've all been through times like that. So if that, that does not, not make you an entrepreneur, but what makes you an entrepreneur is that it's a, it's a slow, it's just a, it's like a moment in time. And then as soon as that moment is over, you're like, nope, I love what I'm doing. This is, I'm back on it. Like there's a passion that sustains you that picks back up your momentum. So a little, you know, sort of downfall is totally normal. But if you find you're doing that often, that might be something to really consider. Very good point. So something acute that's just happening because it's situational. You just lost a client that was really disappointing or a technology that you were really positive about. It's not working. You know, something happened. That's normal to have that reaction. But like you said, if it's kind of a chronic, if you notice that you're getting just just staying in that place and that low point and it's not giving you any moments of joy, I mean, there needs to be that carrot somewhere like, and it doesn't have to be money. I mean, for me, it's not often, Oh, great. I just made a, you know, a huge 
success revenue wise, sometimes it's like that person that comes up to me and says, you just made a difference in my life. Like you just did something, you know, that supported me. And then I'm like, oh, I'm back in the game. Like, okay, that's why I'm here, you know, to make that difference. And so, yeah, that's a really good point to just kind of look. And if you're struggling with that, I think this is where keeping a journal or something and and sort of noticing your moods and how they go up and down, noticing what are those moments that you're really struggling, like what's going on in your business that, that when you notice those things come up and then maybe bringing in a coach or a therapist, like to go in a little bit deeper, but I can't reiterate enough. Like if you can just be honest and suspend judgment, like there's no judgment, there's no judgment. I'm like, this is your life. And, and you, of all people, want to give yourself permission to live it the way that you need to live it. And with all the, the kind of rose-colored glasses that you're talking about, Sonia, like the, the way that social media, per, you know, presents entrepreneurship is this thing that everybody's doing and it's, it's so easy and everybody's great at it. Like if you take that and run with it and you don't question that reality, then you're going to think that that's how it is and you're going to get discouraged by the reality that it actually is a long game. It takes a lot of your personal development. It takes a lot of education, teaching, learning yourself, patience, compassion, yes. a lot of self-love. Right? <laughs> totally. And I think that's another criteria. Like if you're in it for the short game, then like I would not suggest owning a business. If you're in it for the long game, then that is amazing because that's really actually what it takes. I mean, for me, I'm in it for the long game. I've been in it for decades. I always knew even during my hard times, even during times where I wasn't making any money, even during times where I was super struggling, I knew I was in it for the long game. I knew what I wanted to create. I knew what my vision was. I don't care how long it takes. You know, I will create my vision no matter what. Like I'm in it for the long game, but not Mm -hmm. everybody is. I think some people get into business and they're like, I just want to make some money. I just want to break from corporate. I just want to be able to pay off all my debt. I don't want to, so I wouldn't suggest having your own business for the short game. If that's what you need, I would look at a different alternative. Maybe getting a job that makes really good money, but still gives you some flexibility. Like there's a lot of options, but I would definitely be looking towards those options because I think running a business is a very long game. And if you're not up for that, like it's, it might not be your lane. Yeah. And, you know, something that came up as you were talking was also the, the newer your industry, the more innovative your business, the longer the game. Yeah, so true. So true. <laughs> and I think that's something that doesn't get discussed or differentiated. Like we just kind of throw entrepreneurship um, into one bucket. But, you know, you've worked with all these different clients. So you've seen variations. If somebody's stepping in to basically replicate a business model that's already been successful and then they're just putting their own mark and they're they're being that entrepreneur within that space then they're going to probably have a shorter game just because people have come before them and taught them a little bit of the ropes when you see an idea which a lot of entrepreneurs are very visionary and you see an idea that hasn't been done you get so excited. You're like doing the happy dance in your pajamas because you're like, oh my gosh, I have this idea and it hasn't been done and it's mine to do. But just keep in mind that there is something that is called the pioneer penalty. And, <laughs> and I don't like, I'm trying to think of a different word, I'm like, but it, it speaks to, it's definitely the sport analogy of the masculine business world. But 
the earlier you enter into something that hasn't yet been done, just know that you kind of, you have to even be more excited about going into those hard places, a little bit more risk tolerant. And I have found that I'm one of those people. And for better or worse, I love going in uncharted territory. Me too. And then at some point I'll start freaking out and like calling in my SOS and trying to figure <laughs> out where, how everyone's going to help me. But I love to go on that path alone initially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. I mean, like if you're a pioneer, you know, you're willing to to take the risk. You're willing to like I can't imagine. Like for me, I'm highly um like I am so okay with high risk. And it's just one of those things I've always been. And it's really interesting when like like when I met my partner, my hu- current husband, like he's much lower risk. Like, you know, he prefers lower risk and I've just taken him on a roller coaster. Cause I'm always like, let's go, you know, I'm like, and, and even like next year we're exploring a nomad year and he's like, Oh, like, you know, I'm like, let's go and just travel for a year with the kids and, and I'll keep working in my business. Cause it's flexible and you could do whatever. And I think there's just this, you know, you just sort of develop or you are a certain way. And so for me, I'm a pioneer. You know, I am that person who will be whacking down bushes to to check out the next place. I'm an adventurer and not everybody is. And so it really requires that. And like you said, the more innovative your idea, the more new it is, the more, um, the more bushes you have to chop down, you know, the more, um, the less of that trailblazing path before you. And so then it really is, a long game. And if you're cool with that, that's awesome. And I think one of the things I've been thinking about is that part of the problem is that people enter this game not recognizing it's a long game or a marathon, right? So they burn themselves out right at the beginning, whether it's they invest all their money quickly, hoping to get a quick return, or whether it's they invest all their energy. Like so many people lose and get burnt out right at the beginning because they don't recognize this is a long game. So some people need to have a full-time job and start to build the game slowly. Some people need to have a part-time job so that they can transition eventually. Like, so, like there's all kinds of different ways, but I think you've got to recognize this is a long game and you're in it for the long haul or you're not, but there is, there's really not short wins that are sustainable. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. It's like no shortcuts in this, yeah. in this world. Um, I mean, there's not too many shortcut, shortcuts in life if it's worth having, but I think that coming back around, there's a misperception. We could probably do a podcast about the myths of entrepreneurship. Maybe we should work on that one. Like all the myths. Um, and one of them is that, yeah, that it can be a short game if you just get it right. I, yeah. I think there's a little bit of like, but it can be a short game if you just play it right and you're smart enough and you're yeah. not, you know? And so that's where people get into the, oh gosh, I'm not doing this. It must be me. It must be that I'm not good enough. And so that one, I really want to step in and encourage people to not buy into that unrealistic or those unrealistic expectations because you may very well be a freaking badass entrepreneur, but you are going to need the long game and you've got to just be patient enough to let that unfold if you're enjoying it and you're getting those bursts of excitement, joy, motivation along the way. And it's not all exhaustion. That's where you got to watch out and check 
and see if there's something else going on. And I think that, you know, people are selling it, right? Like, so part of it is they're selling it. Like, if you buy my program, I have the answer, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) if you just do A, B, and C, then I can make you a million dollars. Like there's like, you know, there's all of this sort of illusion about what it takes and a lot of people selling really quick wins, but it's an illusion. It's a myth. You might get a quick win quickly, but it's not sustainable. You won't have it tomorrow. Like I think there's, there is a big shift that needs to happen and recognizing, you know, what it actually takes and stop so that we stop shaming ourselves and so that we stop making it like we're just a failure because that's not true. Like, it's really not true. No matter how skilled you are, like, depending on your industry, depending on how much you're trailblazing, depending on what you're creating. And I think, you know, this this really sometimes appeals to women as well, because I think women are more focused on that pioneering, right? We're more focused on what needs to be fixed. Like, I want to be innovative. I want to have impact. And a lot of times things we want to have impact for means change, and change yeah. means trailblazing. So I think, you yeah. know, we don't, whereas a lot of men will be more practical. Like they'll, they'll start a business because they want to feed their family. They'll start a business because they want to make money and they'll find things that are less trailblazing, you know, and more conducive to just quickly getting the stability and the money that you need. And so I think we've got to look at it in terms of that as well. Like we often are here for impact and therefore it's a longer game. Yes, yes. And what's really interesting, and I have to throw this in because I spoke about um, finances in women in business earlier today at this conference. And one of the interesting things is that women are seeding, funding their own companies way more often than men are. And the reason why is because women are only getting 4.4% of VC funding. And women of color are only getting 1% of that VC funding. So women, when we have a strong mission, you know, we throw in our mortgage, our house, we take our safe, you know, we've been working at this job and we have a safety um, or security nest of some money that we put aside. And then we throw all that into a business. So we have to be really compassionate with ourselves too, that women are starting off having to fund these dreams men like you said they've accumulated more wealth in their lifetime because of the wage advantage that they have and so they already have more money and then by the time they start a business because of that money it's easier for them to get more money to get loans or whatever right so there's this really kind of unspoken financial landscape that is really affecting women and i think that women they forget about that and they're so hard on themselves and they're thinking, oh, I can't do, this is a little bit of an an aside from our talk today, but I just had to bring it into like, women are not getting funded and we're funding ourselves and there's going to be more likely to run into burnout and exhaustion when you're financially stressed out. So true. And I I feel like I want to take that off on a tangent, but I'm going to take it back to the thing because, you know, there is so many other aspects to that, right? Like, you know, in order to get funding, you have to be incredibly masculine in the structure of it. Like, you know, you have to, it's all about the finance and the numbers and the bottom line. And, you know, there's, there's all this stuff. So that's a whole kind of aside. So we'll come back to the point today. Another podcast. Yeah. Another (laughs) podcast. That's a great podcast episode though. Um, I think, yeah, you know, it, it is just about us really, 
I think having compassion on ourselves, regardless of where we are, so that we can get more honest, because I think too many women are pushing, you know, a business that's not aligned with them, a business that doesn't work for them up a hill, trying yeah. just, just to not be a failure. And I think we've right. got to like, we've got to bust that whole idea because it's, it's like your impact that you want to make in the world is not happening if you're in a misaligned business. And it's not happening if you're in a business when you don't even want to be in a business at all. Like your yeah. impact, your energy, everything you have to contribute to the world could be better placed behind someone who is, who already is running a mission that you're aligned with so that, you know, we can have like a contribution that's impactful versus us just continuing to try to drive something up a hill that's, you know, really not aligned. Yeah. And the other thing I think that is sort of an untapped potential, I think women are really great at collaborating. However, I still see that there's a lot more opportunities for us to do joint ventures with one another, to really work with other women companies, to raise one another up. So this whole women helping other women is not just hey, let me give you that resource. Let me tell you about this great connection. I mean, it's literally like, can we put our dollars in together? Like, can we back each other up? And so I'd love to see more, like when women are starting to, to question, is entrepreneurship for me? If the answer is yes, but you're just still struggling because of circumstance, find another woman that's also interested in, in either very similar or something that's complementary and, and go into something joint, you know, that's what you and I did. There's no way that we would have started our business without one another. And I, I still see too many women, even in Austin, starting up things that I'm thinking, wow, you should have talked to me first. I would have totally been able to, to, to help you on that. Or I might've even gone in with you on that. Or, you know, so there's just, I think opportunities that women are, yeah, overlooking. And so, being compassionate with yourself and saying, am I really cut out for business or am I not? And if the answer is yes, and you're just exhausted, maybe mm. it's time to ask for help. Yes. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, sometimes, you know, you're an entrepreneur, like, you know, you really want this and you're willing to, you're willing to really go for it. And then it's just that you're in a bad business model, right? Like I deal with a lot of clients who I'm, I'm transitioning their business model. I'm, I'm helping hone their target market. I'm helping them like really lay out their lane because doing that and also having some skills around sales, like that will reduce the exhaustion that will create more alignment. Like, so it could just be a matter of you needing to to switch your business model, switch your target market, like, you know, hone and refine some things so that your business is easier for you. It's more aligned with you. But for some people, they're really just not cut out to run a business and not in a negative way, like in their bad person, they're not good enough. And I, I think I even want to sort of switch that language because cut out mm-hmm. kind of has a right, connotation right. or feeling of not yeah. being good enough. But the yep, truth is true. like, it's just not aligned. Like you're just not that person that's an entrepreneur. Instead, you're that person that could be the collaborator that could be backing someone who is the entrepreneur, but still having all the things you want, all the lifestyle, all the money, all the stuff that you want. So I think, you know, that's what we're really trying to sort of slice and look at. And if you're not sure which one you're at, get some support, you know, find a coach, reach out to me, reach out to Laura. Like there's, there's ways for you to be able to get some clarity on where you're at 
right now so that we can pinpoint, you know, is it that you just shouldn't be operating a business or is it that you just don't have the right fit for a business? And I think these are really important. Or you need some help or you need some support or you need team members or you need a partner. You know, there's a lot of things to slice it, but I think, you know, today we're looking at, you know, is it just that you just should not be running a business. And, you know, we've talked about a couple things like the, you know, are you in it for the long game versus the short game? So that I think is one really important criteria. You know, is it that, you know, are you okay with high risk? Or do you really prefer low risk? Because then that's probably another sign that you're not an entrepreneur. You know, another thing that I think is like what I see you know, after working with people for so long, what I really see makes a difference in who succeeds and who doesn't is how ready they are to take on the next challenge. Like you were saying with the puzzle pieces, right? So what I find is that, you know, we all hit challenges. Like, you know, I hit challenges all the time where I'm like, oh, this isn't working or this isn't happening or I don't have any time or, you know, on and on, right? Challenges all the time. And I'm like, okay, like I might get frustrated or even down sometimes, but then almost immediately I'm like, okay, So let's tackle this challenge. How can I look at it? How can I view it? How can I change the framework of it? How can I change my mindset around it? And what can I do to solve it? I think that's what's required to be an entrepreneur. If at every challenge, it sabotages you so much that that it's like really hard to face that challenge, then you're Mm going to have a really tough time in business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. And I just want to add one thing, like it's a reframe. I just came up to me because I was thinking about how maybe we need to rethink failure, like rethink what it means to close a business and just say, Hey, I did this for a couple of years and it's not for me right now. It's not aligned with me and I want to shift into something else. I think, you know, women do, we, 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 um, cut ourselves short a bit. Like we do it in motherhood. Like we feel really um, embarrassed about big gaps in our resume because we've been caretaking. We forget like all the things that we learned when we were taking care of our babies, raising our kids. I mean, we have some amazing awesomeness there, you know, (laughs) and um, we will just, we'll just like, Oh, I won't talk about those years I was at home. And, and there's been women writing that have written books about like how to reframe that. I think we have to think about that with entrepreneurship. If you have actually been running a business for a few years and you've decided it's not aligned and you want to go back into working at a company or you want to go into employment, I would encourage you to think about how you're going to reframe that three years that you tried your business as a success, as, hey, this is what I did. I developed a product service. I strategized development. I launched it. I put it out in the market. This is what I did. I showed resiliency. I did da 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 da. Like they don't. You don't have to show anybody your numbers. It's not about money. Is not the success. It's what did you learn in that process. And most likely right? Entrepreneurship teaches you things that you never knew that you even wanted to know. So I am, you know, I think that that's something, a reframe that I want to make right now on everybody listening is like, let's think about what you've done and turn it upside down. That's right. And it's so true. Like, you know, I try to get my clients in the habit of, you know, talking about their wins every week and talking about the lessons they've learned. 
And these are things that, you know, are not, I made a million dollars or yeah, those are great wins, right? It's great to say, I got a client. I made a lot of money. Those are all great wins, but those are not by like, I don't even think they're the most important wins. Like what I think is a win is when someone feels more confident, when someone feels more aligned with themselves, when someone feels like I was brave, I went out and did yes, something I did that, that I was afraid yeah. to do. Like I was yeah. brave. Fantastic. That is the kind of skills and resiliency and the part of yourself that you can never get rid of. Like that's the part that of growth, like that's the most important stuff. It's not, did I make a million dollars? It's not, did my business succeed financially? You know, that is a very masculine concept, right? And it drives me nuts. Like, like, you know, and men are always like, I don't know, they're programmed for it as well, right? Like they're programmed culturally and every other way. But I think, you know, that's that masculine patriarchal definition of you're only successful if you make money. Well, that's not true. How many people did you impact? I mean, for years and years in my business, I didn't care about the money. I cared about who was I impacting? Who was I helping? Right. And there were so many people I've helped in my career. Right. And not always was it about the money I made. Like sometimes it was just about what is the impact I made. And so I think, you know, we have to reframe success. We have to reframe what it is so that we realize I'm actually going back into employment. If this is where you want to go, I'm actually going back into employment with more skills, with more confidence, with more awareness, with more bravery. Yes. Yeah. It makes me think about Eleanor Roosevelt's quote, which I love is she's, you know, and I, I don't know how old she was when she gave this advice, but she said, Every day, go out and do something that scares you. And that is what entrepreneurship is. Every day, you just, you don't know what's going to yeah, happen yeah. when you roll the dice. <laughs> and, and if you did that for one year, if you did it for three years, five years, freaking 10 years, any amount of that work that you put in is a success. And I would encourage anybody to think like, and if they're ready to transition out of that, into a different work situation that's more aligned with who they are, not to look back and look at any of that as something that wasn't just 150% worth every learning penny. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's so good because I think, you know, like this, this really, I want this to be the core of the, uh, or the takeaway from this episode, right? Like, you know, we can talk to you about the criteria, which we've mentioned, some of the things that really, you know, you're determined and you know that this is the, the path for you, entrepreneurship. And for other people, you know, it's recognizing this isn't the path for you. And it's really recognizing you've done an amazing, like, what have you learned? What have you gained? Like, you've had great success, even deciding to take the leap, deciding to try something out, deciding to do good in the world, all all of that deserves so much celebration. And so if you take away anything from this episode, no matter where you are in the process, it is celebrating everything you've done. And then from there, looking at what is most aligned? What do I need to do for myself? Do I need to go work for somebody because that is actually more aligned with who I am? Do I need to pivot my business because it's still misaligned? You know, or am I in the right direction? I just need to keep going and, and, you know, learn to sort of work with skills so that I maintain my momentum and so that I'm, you know, sure this is the direction that I want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Zani. This has been really good. It's like inspired me. And that's what I also want to say when you are needing a little inspiration, call up your entrepreneur friends, like go talk to each other, 
we've all been there. We understand. So go have that cup of tea with a friend who you can just be like, I'm in my burnout or I'm in my exhaustion, but I really think I'm aligned with this. Um, and just get that extra little boost. Exactly. Well, I I have also very much enjoyed this conversation and it just reminds me that it's, it all comes back down to really understanding who we are, appreciating who we are, celebrating who we are and finding a path that is in most alignment with who we actually are. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.